Here it is, podcast, January 2nd, 2021. Jason's back from the North Country. I am. I've Dave returned. the Viking sitting in again with us. Yes, I'm here. Awesome. Awesome. That's <laughs> all I got. It's awesome right now, I guess. Yeah. I say winter is coming, but it's already here, and then it's not here, here. and then it's here, and then it's not here. Yeah, so uh, tell us a little bit what happened up there at Christmas time up there in New Hampshire. Uh, well, you have to do it in a New Hampshire accent, okay, the whole time. That's <laughs> so I'm just a, just a normal speaking tone, then. Yeah. No, you've lost, right. yeah. no, lost some of it. Yeah, lost some of that. Oh shit! All right, well, fucking fair enough. Go back to the pocket brush. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, there's uh, it's great. There's no uh, there's no direct flights up there uh, at this moment. Right. Because uh, well, Massachusetts what's out because uh, it's all. Older family members that weren't really having anything going on, and that place is a little more locked down, and one deal with that whole shit show. So it was a very New Hampshire Christmas, just in general. Yeah. I uh, had to make a stop over in Midway, Chicago, and, you know, have a little oh, bit of fun. You had to go to flight. Chicago to get to New Hampshire. Yeah. Well, yeah. well you fly in United. Well, you, you got <laughs> to get bucked around a lot. Like, it was, so like, you know it's going to be rough. Yeah, Windy City. Uh, I don't know if you're aware. Yeah, but, don't go outside that airport and walk around and go try to get some food or something. This is a bad part of town. <laughs> oh, okay. So maybe that. <laughs> oh, Harrison, the good part of town. Midway is not where you want to like go. Hey, I'm going to yeah, step outside. Yeah, it's like in Gary, Indiana. You might yeah, never get Midway's seen like in Gary, Indiana, Indiana, which is yeah. like dangerous. Yeah, I've, uh, heard my parents won't even drive to Midway to get me really fucked up. <laughs> my parents literally won't come get me if I fly in the Midway. I have to like figure it out. Well, anyway, so weirdly enough, we had turbulence on the way in. Um, but it's enough where I've, I've been in a fair amount of, like, turbulence and flights, a little bit where it's, it, he's got, like, the flaps all the way down, he's making, like, panicked throttle adjustments, like, constantly, <laughs> and that's the only part I didn't like, because I understand, I was like, all right, throttle up a little bit, a little bit down, you kind of want to keep everything, like, no, this is like, oh, sh- like, oh, fuck, and then it's like, oh, no, cut it, cut it, get it back down. It's like riding a wild horse in a town. And even then, I was all right with it until we're about 500 feet in the air. And I'm like, we're still doing this. <laughs> it's it's going to have to land this fucking thing pretty yeah. shortly. So we had to float for a little bit above the runway. And when we did touch down, it was like all the spoilers, reverse thrust, brakes, your face goes into the back of the seat in front of you. <laughs> and then uh, you try not to poo a little bit. And you're in Chicago. Yeah. Turns out it wasn't air turbulence at all. I talked to the pilot. They were just dodging gunfights on the way down. That's all it was. You get caught in some crossfire, your flight path goes down the wrong neighborhood. You gotta you, you gotta touch you gotta wanna bother leave going down to touch Especially down. if you're landing in the midway, which is like I think in Gary or close to it, right? Yeah, no, midway's in midway's in downtown Chicago. Is it in downtown? It's, it's, it's just in a bad part of downtown yeah. Chicago. So, so you gotta fight your way in like you're flying into Beirut yeah, maybe in, that's what it in was. 1984. Maybe no, you know? no air turbulence at all. Just dodging gang violence. It's not like it was in the 80s where everybody would be breakdancing. <laughs> yeah. yeah everybody, bra- everybody was breakdancing in the 80s. That's at least any movie I ever saw, there was always somebody always broke out into a little bit of a break dance. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm get up there. Uh, they just had you get three feet of snow, just kind oh. of all at once. Um, yeah. What part of New Hampshire? Up around the White Mountains? No, not that Ridgeport. far. Up. That's 
Like in Central New Hampshire. <laughs> no, that's in Connecticut. I know. <laughs> that's where. Uh, that's that's where, all the same. That's state. where Santa's Isn't village. Really like, yeah. Isn't like where are they so close together? You can't even tell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like when you can drive to Massachusetts from Connecticut and get beer and be back in an hour and a half. <laughs> then uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, you'll be impressed to know there, that like, I have met a person who has never left uh, Vermont before. Like, wow, oh, wow. no, he left Vermont once. He got to go scared. To Massachusetts. He got scared. Um, and did like a school thing there, and then never left again. And in the entirety of like, we're like, he's older than I am. Fuck. Huh. Yeah. There you go. He so loves Vermont. Some people have no reason gone. to go anywhere else. Wow. Well, I couldn't go into Vermont because Bernie Sanders would try to lock me in a cabin for two weeks because you still have to have the travel papers. Is the papers uh, when you're going around, and they don't really want visitors. And then Bernie Sanders, hey, yeah, oh, here, you need to give me half your money so you can get in, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we can redistribute your wealth. <laughs> Well, everybody gets a free glass of milk. I don't know what everybody's right. complaining about. I don't know. This is don't great. I love free milk. Don't you like free milk? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so the, New Hampshire is probably the most, you know, uh, not, not liberal, but liberated. Like, liberated the, uh, up, in the, up in the blue states, states of New England. Where it's enough where it's like you drive down the street and it's, you know, it's like blue, red, blue, red. And I'm not neighborhood, neighborhood, yeah. like house, 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 house. It's very, uh, it's very split. In that area, is. which is it, interesting, very true. everybody has to live with each other because it's still like all the towns are pretty small, just very angry. spread out. Well, it's New Hampshire, so they're just fucking mad at each other anyway. Yeah, well, they tend to be grumpy. <laughs> you know, when it's winter, eight months out of the year, you tend to get a little, you're a little dickish. But you know, <laughs> yeah. we all we all live with it, and uh, it's you gotta you gotta be a little bit a little bit rugged. Yeah, um, rugged. It's a different. Until so you get into Southern New Hampshire, then it's all just people from Massachusetts and it's like oh, I think if there are these people are mentally ill what the fuck are they doing up here so it was fine yeah, a bunch of a shitload of snow and then Christmas day it was 55 and raining I was wondering why nobody had returned all my Christmas texts that I sent out I was oh, like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah oh yeah there was that there was that that happened and I read the news and I was like right. ah fuck yeah, crazy things happened on that day. So we're not, not going to be redundant, but yeah, I uh, I was there for that also. I was sitting by a wood stove in the middle of the woods, uh, S- sipping on a cup of coffee out of like nah, I was drinking Guinness blue most of the blue time steel co- coffee mugs. Yeah, it was mostly. Uh, I was on vacation. It's an alcohol. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Guinness is the right choice. It's red way. Well, you know, it was 1800. and just made moonshine the whole time. Yeah. I've drank moonshine up there. I've not made it up there. Yeah. I'm not a moonshiner. Yeah, I've been but in New I Hampshire drink it if somebody once. I've been in New Hampshire well, once. You have to make all the bricks for your own house like you did 100 years ago, and you got to cure them for a week and well, put them on a fire that's going to stay in not Amish. degrees. Like, that's a different thing. It's just I feel like it's a prerequisite if you grow up in that general area that you have to know how to build a house. Like, that's yeah. it's just uh, I think so. I think, I, think, I think you're absolutely correct. It's a prerequisite. <laughs> or at least, like, make a lean-to. Well, the only way they cope with <laughs> yeah, that... Yeah, a basic is, shelter, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> they cope with that in the 1880s by just, like, it just make alcohol out of the fire that was curing the fucking bricks the entire time and then when you the got no room. internet and nothing but time you're gonna find That's a way right. to make some hey, shit no, no better way to you know pass your time is fucking loaded yeah. <laughs> and it's cold outside so you know there's that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my beard's barely keeping my balls warm <laughs> yeah I was up in further new, in your pants was up in new hampshire once up in the white mountains yeah, I've been this, in the White Mountains. That's bear country. This yeah. historic hotel up there called the Balsams, which was like tucked in like into like this little valley okay. underneath a mountain. 
And I remember when I got there, you know, and I check in, and I'm like, they're like, yeah, we got you in the new part. And I was like, oh, that sounds so great. It's an actual hotel. And it's an actual hotel called the Balsams. You can look it up. And they're like, yeah, we got you in the new part. And I was like, oh, awesome. That Ooh, sounds the great. New part. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, it was built 1916. And I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> the house. Uh, <laughs> Does that mean we have running water and toilets? Yeah. Yay. Yeah. So well, I go of into the. It's, a, it's actually a tower. There's a tower there, and there's Ooh, the, the rest of it. The rest of it kind of looks like a big giant. You can house. stand up there and judge people. Yeah, <laughs> and I go into the room, and I'm kind of there for a few minutes unpacking, and I'm getting things done, and I, and I start noticing. I'm like, "There's no TV here. Where the fuck's the TV at?" So I get set, you know, set up, and I go back downstairs. And I was going to go and get something to eat. And, and the the front desk guy's like, "How's your room?" I was like, "It's great." And it's like I had a little brook beside, like I could open up yeah, the window. Yeah, it's it's a little scenic, little yeah. brook running by the window and shit. I was like, "Yeah, it's great." I was like, "Where's the TV?" <laughs> You're he's looking like, at he's it. Like, he's like, he goes, "There's no TV." And I was like, "Really?" And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "We like it that way." And he goes, "And if you did have a TV, you're only going to get two channels, and one of them's in Spanish." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "All right." Cool. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. Uh, they didn't pay for the satellite. I guess it. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing about that hotel, the Balsams, is is actually in Dixville Notch. All right, and Dixville Notch are the f- people who usually vote first in the presidential election. Yeah, New Hampshire's got that thing. There's there, six huh? voting because there's six people who live in that little town, apparently, or that area, and they vote. And it's actually in that hotel. <laughs> Every American president has been. To that hotel, the Balsams, uh-huh. and done something there. And you go in, and they take you, you go walk back and see the ballot room, and there's six voting boxes set up, and then pictures of all the presidents that have ever been there. <laughs> I'm like, interesting. It all starts with six people. In New Hampshire. New Hampshire. The blue bloods of New Hampshire up there voting for people. Now well, it's got to start somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but Which Obama, I found very interesting. Obama didn't visit a hotel, did he? No, I, no I, 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 was, I was there when Bush was in. Okay. And Bush did, yes, okay. go. But like anybody who'd ever ran, like even like the, the people who didn't win, their pictures were on the wall. You know, I walked through, I was like, oh, oh yeah, Dukakis, I forgot about that idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, interesting hotel. Um, if you ever get up there, check just check it out. Who's the guy it's, in the 80s it's not too far from like Mount Washington, the Mount yeah. Washington. Who's the Democratic candidate in the pretty 80s close to the Canadian like, border? He had like a bunch of like super hot like chicks sitting in his lap and stuff. <laughs> his first name was Gary. Got like thrown out of the presidential race over all that stuff. Oh yeah, I'm trying to think who's. Man. Yeah, like he was married, that. but he had all these pictures of like like <laughs> chicks in short shorts and him on a sailboat, drunk, like with his arm <laughs> on her boob and stuff, you know. And it's like, it's kind of like isn't that know. any politician? <laughs> yeah. yeah, pick one pick and one. go through their files. Pick on one their on a yacht with their hand on a boob, <laughs> <laughs> or on Pedophile Island, yeah. <laughs> kissing <laughs> kissing kids. Yeah, want well, to sniff them a little bit? Just give them a little whiff. Yeah. There. That's what it means to put on ears. Little known fact. Little known fact. You just get some sniffs. <laughs> now it is fun. They had three feet of fucking snow, and I missed that. Yeah. Um, they get. I think got an upgrade to a rental jeep, which I thought was poignant. Going. Yeah. Going probably out there, smart. But I didn't need it because the roads were clear. So. Right. So I got a bunch of snow, and then uh, Christmas Day, uh, I was like, oh, fuck, uh, I leave Open for five minutes, and uh, yeah, Nashville fucking blows up. Blows up. 
and then it was 55 degrees and raining. All of that snow just melted. Well, the fields were clear. There's still the snow like where it was piled up or in the shade, but yeah. I don't know. It was weird. I have a whole shitload of it. Now it's you now it's warm, and I'm looking down here, and it's like fucking 65 degrees, and then uh, it gets cold as shit up there. I think it was 18 when I left. And I come down here, and it's 65, and then it's 70 the next day, and now it's 38. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, um... That's Nashville. Yeah. You know, you don't like the weather, give it a minute, it's going to change for you for sure. So, so they, you know, they found the bomber, arrested that guy, they arrested him, and apparently, you know, his, uh... Wait a minute, they arrested him? I thought he was oh, dead. Oh, I'm, I'm, dead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That doesn't make they sense. just, like, put handcuffs uh, yeah, on the meat? on the pieces. <laughs> they put him in a bag, they got him a little Ziploc, and got him in the jail, sweat, sweating, sweating him. He nailed it, I don't know. <laughs> and apparently, like, his, his girlfriend had, like, reported him. Like yeah, a year a ago. ago, like a year ago, yeah. about him. But you know, they went over there and said, "Oh, well, we didn't find anything that really stood out that would make us believe." Yeah, they probably and, would have had. And then I thought to myself, "I'm like, okay, really well, they couldn't really stuff. search anything. They didn't have a warrant. No, so, so all they can do is knock on the do door, is and hope he shows up, and see if you can see anything." But the thing about his girlfriend was, his ex girlfriend was when they the police ended up at her house because she was threatening to commit suicide. So yeah. then, then she tells him that her boyfriend's She's making bombs. boyfriend. Like, Jesus. Making bombs <laughs> in the RV. They're going to be like, okay, she is. So like, this like, one's whatever. Getting rid of him. He's but his lawyer shit. also said, hey, yeah, he's capable of doing that shit. Yeah. And they went over it like twice, I guess, and nothing happened. So yeah. I went in there. He said <laughs> he was making meth, and I was cool with that. But, but wouldn't but you think, I mean, even like to the point shit. where, like, even though they couldn't do anything, or, like, legally, like, search the property because it didn't right. have a warrant. All they yeah. could do is knock on the door and see if he's there and talk to him. Yep. But wouldn't you, like, want to say, hey, FBI or G- GBI, hey, or, you know, TBI, TBI. Yeah. TBI. Here, here's this guy, his girlfriend said he's making bombs in an RV. Maybe you want to keep an eye on him. We don't know. We went over there twice and never answered the door. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would think it's going to be hard to say until more stuff I, what, comes out. Wouldn't you take any threat kind of serious in some kind of way? Because obviously they did. They went over to check it out. Know, man. How many stories are there of people right. who like, have done crazy things? What I was people thinking like, was, I reported them and like, I told you guys and you didn't listen to me. Yeah. And look at his record. And you, yeah. yeah. Right. What I was thinking is if they, if maybe she had come to him like a week before, like again, like you know he's making something right now, like something's happening right now, and then they ignored it. Then it, then that would be pretty fucking incompetent. But. You know, it's yeah. But, how, like but even said, even with that, like the Patriot Act, the, the Patriot Act doesn't that like take that and, kind of right away? Not, I'm not. A doesn't fan it kind of, of take it away? Yeah, I'm not a fan of the. Patriot you know, why didn't it send like uh, why didn't send TSA in there? They don't. They could do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, well, they <laughs> you know? for that, take your shoes off bottles. and unbutton your yeah. pants and bend over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the TSA can definitely do whatever they want. Yeah, so maybe they should have sent them in there instead of. But no, then my thing just, is, it's like, man, just, the yeah, FBI like make you take your belt off, be like you're fine. I mean, they cleared that shit up pretty quick, but they can't figure out anything about Hunter Biden or. Well, no, we figured our, our it out. Jeffrey we Epstein. Figured out about it. Well, yeah, the, nobody's ever going to hear about that <laughs> again because it covers too much political grounds. It's like his dad, like he's you know he gets convicted for being mentally ill, and his dad goes, "Here's an AR-15, and you know I'm going to let you take it back to Nashville." Okay, that sounds like a great <laughs> yeah. idea. 
Yeah, here you go. Let's go. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. It's just retardedness. So I'm surprised that old Jizzly Maxwell is still alive. I'm surprised we haven't heard about her getting coronavirus and mysteriously suffocating yeah. under a uh, pillow. Well, I know that she was denied <laughs> bail once again. She which was I'm denied sure, bail, yeah. Which is smart because obviously she could in, just disappear. They, they caught her in New Hampshire. Yeah, it's which, not like she yeah, doesn't have yeah. any. Doesn't, it's not like she doesn't well, have any connections. She can make like three phone calls right, and I'll never see yeah. her again. <laughs> right, but wasn't she staying at like Fauci's like? brother-in-law's house or something oh i haven't like, heard anything yeah about, i heard something about like that. that i haven't heard about that but no it says she was hiding out in new hampshire which makes me die a little inside <laughs> uh that this person was in that state because i know like most people that say like i'm gonna kill this <laughs> bitch <laughs> she got working for her in her house where she's yeah her house arrest. But, uh, she's in a maximum security whatever the fuck i like that matters apparently it's probably going to be better standards than uh new york where some dude's eating a meatball sandwich like standing outside Al cell. she's probably got like five computers and a freaking couch right. and a nice 84 inch tv in there oh yeah i thought they said that that was bullshit that they got better treatment in the uh, prisons like the mafia guys but it wasn't like they were in their uh cooking linguine and right <laughs> yeah it wasn't always popping bottles they just got like better like provisions and shit like that but it makes a good movie though like fucking for sure uh, good fellows good fellows it was great breaking in the sausages sausages. it looks like an apartment it doesn't even look like like, a he had had he had to cook the steaks in the pan which stunk up the joint something and the hacks used to complain (laughs) it was good though like Polly had food. this unique way where he'd fucking slice the garlic with a razor blade. <laughs> so when it go in the pan, it would just dissolve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to do the half and half Christmases, half Italian, half traditional like ham and all the other So there sides. was arguing and then periods of silence. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there was, it's, it's New England. It, it, there was the arguing Christmas argue. everybody and then it. there was everybody just staring at each other going... Yeah. <laughs> no, you do that. You just say it louder so they can hear you, and the other person, the other person, pretends like they uh, they didn't hear it. So. Now, when when people from the northeast don't want to listen, they have a mechanism built in their brain that just makes it shut off until you're done saying the things you're saying, so they can say their next thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's not everybody, but when you meet those people, you'll know who they are. <laughs> it's a good third of people that might be mentally ill but the other people it's yeah the good people up there are really good and you just learn to ignore the people that you need to ignore which I guess is really a, a metaphor just for life in general I feel like I do that most places um, yeah pretty it's much just, it's one of those things where it's you might need to do it a little more people uh, are a little pretty, I'm pretty a half-ass listener myself we're, we're a chatty bunch <laughs> So, you know, sometimes I don't know. I think that's happened as as I've gotten older in my life. It's just like I kind of half-ass listen to conversations and go and then just pipe in and go, yeah, fuck that dude. And they're like, what are you talking about? I don't know. I came in late. He came in late, just being late. Like you're right here, aren't you? Paying? I'm like, no. Well, like I was up in Maine for a little while, and up there it's strange because you have like houses really spaced out out of the downtown cities. Oh yeah. And then once you get even in the little towns, it's like they got like six story row houses where everybody lives next to each other. And you like walk down the street and they're like, <laughs> "Hey, Goomba, give me a fucking pack of cigarettes." And they're like, "I don't even know you." And they're like, "Fuck you, I know you." <laughs> they, everybody in town already knows you because he drove in. I'm the art department. What is this beer? 
This is Fat right? Bottom. Oh, Fat Bottom. Yeah, this this part this part of Here It Is podcast is brought to you by Here It Is uh, Fat Bottom Brewery. Drinking your Pilsner. Oh, You're gonna hate that beer. ad. It's a tasty beer. <laughs> if anybody from Fat Bottom's listening, send us money. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good baseline just for our beer. Our beer. I do work for beer also. So. Yeah. Just hold the can out and be like, "Is beer That's money right. me now?" We are enjoying your, your Pilsner. Thank you for you know making something else besides an IPA. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, still looking for the, for the record player and the, and the LPs and the speakers, and uh, we still need disco lights. And, uh, no, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm not a huge IPA fan. Like, yeah, I, can I mean, drink some IPAs, but I've drank yeah. some that were so fucking strong. There was but some. Oh, some of them are just wow. There was one I tasted that uh, it tasted like weed and scotch tape. Yes. Like was made into That's a, a liquid. reference. And like here, drink That's this. A good reference. No, the Hopsecutioner. Have you ever had that one? Yeah, nine no, like percent. Alcohol. That might have been it. They saw them in um, six packs. I'm like, yeah, that's not a good well, idea. Well, there's triple like, like eight. This. I think there's triples eight. Well, the alcohol volume was not the issue. It was, it was the taste that was an issue. Yeah, but um, yeah, I get a little tired of the IPAs. You know, I went through that phase, and I, I stand in like beer, like in gas stations, and I'm like, I mean, how, I was like, how, how many IPAs can one brewery make? A lot. A lot. Oh, yeah. here's your hazy one. Here's this one. Here's Don't that do. one. Like, it has lemon juice in it. And it's so, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> you know, it's can like, we, can we give it a rest? It's like they other styles it into of their beer. mouths and be like, hey, can we make this more bitter? Yeah. It's like, can we, can we, it's like there's other styles of beer. It's okay to make other styles. <laughs> I always, I always, I read this, uh, this gas station here, not too far from me, and I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, you know, I was like, you take out about four of those IPAs and put something else in. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of people who are triggered by those bitter beer face commercials. Yeah. Like, no, no one, I'll show you better. I want to know why no one makes mead. I mean, everybody drank mead for centuries, and like, you can't go buy mead. The only time I've ever had mead is when I made it. It was delicious, and it got you really fucked up. And yeah, it was like, why the hell don't I'm not they familiar make with mead? Yeah, there's to be like honest two pubs in Nashville that would have once in a while they'd have like actual mead. I'm forgetting. I forget who made it. Was it might have been Fuller's. Hmm. That made it. And it was pretty damn good. Yeah, some of it you can make quickly. We made one batch. It took seven years to ferment. Oh shit! And then when we made it and dragged like it, we were like, we like we should have been making this once a month, like yeah. for the yeah. end of time, <laughs> so that like once we get that seven years and we've got you so much, month month we don't ever run yeah. out. Yeah, I was starting to consider making. Grow. Yeah. I was starting to consider brewing up beer, and I thought to myself, I was like, you know, five gallons, making five gallons of beer. Yeah, let's make some bathtub gin. Um, Fuck it. Actually, is pretty cheap because I would like bring the price down to probably like maybe fifty cents a bottle. After you know, everybody said used to brew beer back in the eighteen hundreds because the and water, pretty sources, simple. water was... sources were so polluted from the industry coming up the river. Oh yeah, downstream. we made beer. The that French if you were a farmer, wine. like the farmer's wife was in charge of making beer, and the farmer usually made beer too, but usually drank that more than water. Yeah, I'm not saying right. they're pounding the water. Beer yes, long, water it's yeah. actually safer for you to drink because you wouldn't yep. get sick. Yeah, the, the water you might will get kill sick from the Yeah. And that's the excuse I use to this day. That's right. Yeah, that's why they call whiskey. Fucking, it was in Gaelic. Whiskey is the water of life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like don't drink the water. You know? well, you know, how many diseases and thus they are, are down at there? the point. So the distillery for you to drink whiskey because it killed a lot of the diseases right, and shit. And that never, too. Oh yeah. You know, you're brushing your teeth with charcoal back then, and you know, it's not like you know, I mean, there's just well, not. Rough, yeah, you still you still brush your teeth with charcoal. I've done it. Actually, they have some the charcoal toothpaste. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's like you crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> scared the dog. 
you'll go being chewed. Like, oh my god! If oh my god! Somebody walks in and you go, yeah, you do look like a rabid dog or <laughs> looks a scene out of a horror movie. <laughs> your, feet, your teeth feel squeaky clean. I'm like, mm, I feel pretty clean. Takes like 20 minutes to rinse your mouth. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> like I, well, I mean, all, they used to like pee in buckets and combine it with something else because the ammonia in your piss Why is we what they used in to buckets? Love. Because well, the, the, they would use the ammonia in the pistol under your clothes. Right. That goes back to the Ugh. to the, the euphemisms of of piss poor and not a pot to piss. And in. piss is one of the primary <laughs> ingredients of gunpowder because when he's talking, like in the cities, everybody bad shit actually. And they would go yeah and collect and the piss. They go collect the piss buckets and give right. you money for the piss. And if you didn't have a pot pot to piss in, then you were you were fucked. Then, uh, you were yeah. fucked. <laughs> you were just the guy that. That like you collect the piss this in buckets. You don't own those buckets. Those buckets are not. They do not have a financial return. I imagine their value holds because I mean you know you, you got to go money flowing back. in. You need something to contain it. You got to keep the weather. You don't even own the piss bucket. You're just carrying it. Just think, as human beings, we create ammonia. Yeah, we create lots that. of viscous. It's like it's like it's like even at work. It's like at work. of a lot of different stuff. Here's a funny little story. So at work. When the ladies would clean the, the men's rooms, this is the they, they, they would use bleach. And they love bleach. So there was always like some residual bleach in the urinal. And if you went in there, like right after they got done, it got gas. And you peed, you, got gas. you could hear it like sizzling in the <laughs> urinal. Yeah. That gas is pouring. Like, you know? And then you're just flushing it because, like, I don't want to die here in front, of, in front of the urinal with my dick hanging out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Lungs burning. <laughs> Gotta finish peeing. That'd be hell of a trap. To Just leave like somebody. I'm putting ammonia on the bleach. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it makes. So you're saying janitors aren't chemists? Is what no, you're saying? No, God no, God no. I, I worked, when I when I worked at the Broadmoor Hotel when I was learning to cook and. I went into the locker room you one time. To be the first and it was one like this big locker room, and I go in there because you could change, you could change the, you know, change your clothes there. So I, my right. chef uniform's in there. I'm going to throw it on. Yeah. As soon as I walk in, YMCA. and all of a sudden, like this, like I could see like this fog coming out, and this, and the, this maintenance guy, this janitor, comes running out of there. And I'm like, and it hits me, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? I fucking bolt out the door. He's <laughs> bolting out the door. He's fucking. <laughs> you see the maintenance guy <laughs> running like, for his life. It's probably a good. I run down to the. Down to the to the security like area, and I'm like, look, this fucking guy just mixed ammonia and bleach or something. There's there's fucking mustard gas in the fucking locker room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, what? Anybody else taste pine salt? Yeah. But yeah, he comes. I was like, that shit's strong. I'm like, no, you made mustard gas, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do that kill again. <laughs> So learn your chemistry, folks. Yeah, learn your chemistry. Do not mix ammonia and bleach. It's bad news. Especially if you're in a sauna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to clean this. Oh, this sauna is really steamy. Let me climb in here. Yeah. Read your product labels, please. There's your PSA from here. It is podcast. Please Unless read you want to your labels before mixing chemicals. It's not like a kid when you got your first chemistry set and you just mixed all the shit together and blew up your bases. <laughs> <laughs> learn about acids and bases. Yeah. Yeah. You learn about acids and bases. Oh, I learned about. I had one in, like you know, there's certain chemicals that have a reaction, but it's delayed, and it's like of course you put like one drop <laughs> right. in there, and you're like, oh, nothing's happening. I wonder what happened if I put like half the bottle in. <laughs> it's like whoa. Guess <laughs> <laughs> like, I won't do that again. Yeah, the theory is not, I don't have time for science. I need this shit to work. <laughs> Screw science. 
Screw science. I, want I mean, I think down. about like the old alchemists. They would like eat mercury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's going to save us. It's going to make me immortal. Oh, yeah, it's like the nah, It's making your fucking bananas. <laughs> That's what the old man hatter was. He, they used <laughs> to make right. the top hats uh, so with, with mercury. mercury I'm going to yeah. take mercury and, go and fucking I'm shoot absinthe with it. I'm going to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, the absinthe would cut the mercury. Uh, well, that was because there was just so much fucking opium in it. It was like poppy they, seeds ground up and shit. They didn't figure out DMT back then, so that was their way of doing it. <laughs> well, no, the drug dealers were those little guys in the horse wagons that would roll into town and be like, hey, when it, your kid's acting up too much? Do you need, like, you need some of this. Yeah, you need some of this. And you're like, you're Doctor's like, horse swaggles. medicine. Yeah. Dr. Hornswoggle's patent medicine put kids down in a second. <laughs> yeah, the... I mean, seriously, they were like, they're like, like, they're just brewing this stuff up in their basement. So I can just. Hey, I, got this, I got this new product called Coca Cola. You want to farm the fields, man? This shit will be. So you're going to cool. get it done. Oh, my God. Give it to your workers. They're going to get that shit done in a day. Seth <laughs> made a Wild West movie where he had one of those elixirs, like the snake oil peddlers, yeah. like those types of people. He's ready to have like, like uh, cocaine and something had flannel. He's like, there's shirt in this? this there's Jesus shirt. Is of shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mr. Haney on Green Acres. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was the pig's name? Arnold. Arnold. Yeah, I always liked Arnold. I always liked how he had to climb up the entire telephone pole to make a phone call. <laughs> oh, it, was yeah. like that. it was like that for all six seasons. Like, you could never buy a 20-foot length of wire. wire. Was like, you can, you can, like, do Mr. things. Mr. Haney would bring everything except for fucking wire. <laughs> yeah. Everything but wire. <laughs> you can make the phone better, can't you? <laughs> Wouldn't he get electrocuted in a rainstorm? Yeah, I'm sure of it. Yeah, Green uh, Acres was, what was, was the other, what was the other one? Petticoat Junction. I yeah. didn't watch that. So whenever I go, like, uh, my dad's place, we had a little more technology, even though he's in the middle of the woods and out of service. My mom's place, like, we watch, like, a lot of old TV stuff like that. So I watch a lot of, like, Green Acres, Andy Griffith. Yeah, petticoat jokes. You forget about all the Beverly old TV Hill, shows. Hillbillies. The Beverly Hillbillies. They were uh, fucking fantastic. And uh, you know, Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island. Brady Bunch. <laughs> Uh, what was the other one uh, with the kids, like the uh, with the butler? <laughs> uh, you know oh. what I'm talking about. I can't think of it. It's on the tip of my tongue, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, the Odd Couple, always. Oh, yeah. I was like the uh, Odd Couple with Jack Tony Clemmon Randall. Tony Randall. That he was the best. Felix Hunger. Although I do like some Jack Clemmon. All in the family. You couldn't get All away. in the family. You couldn't get away with doing And you couldn't even, you couldn't even play the old episodes in, in prime time. Now. I was still a kid when fucking All in the Family and the Jeffersons and all that shit was at, uh, you know. Oh, my dad used to just fucking Norman laugh Lear. His ass Norman Lear kid. created all those. I still laugh when I watch, watch All in the Family. Oh my god, like, still hysterical! Like I, like I can't believe they're talking about this. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it's like I had my kids watched it. Like they when they did like uh, with Woody Harrelson, they did like the oh, like a live episode of Woody All. Woody Harrelson was terrible. And and my I mean, kids he, are watching it. And they're like, yeah, they, they said that. I, mean, I can't Car- believe nobody they... can do Carol O'Connor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't even think of anybody that could actually do Carol O'Connor as well as Carol O'Connor. But even my kids were like, That's what she's like, this was terrible. Be, I mean, no. he was, but it just like playing but he, was just, he was flying on wax wings and, yeah. you know, came back to bite him. No. But yeah, my kids were like, I can't believe this was on TV. <laughs> you need to start watching it. Yeah. I was like, you should watch it. It's fucking hysterical, actually. <laughs> the Jeffersons was hysterical. <laughs> oh, yeah, there goes the neighborhood. Yeah. Remember that when they moved in? He's like, oh, there goes yeah, the neighborhood. There goes the neighborhood. <laughs> And then he said something about the Olympics being ruined by Jackie Robinson. <laughs> and 
Oh shit! Yeah, he was like, hey, "Olympics was great up until they, until Jackie Robinson got in there and ruined it. It's ruined it for everybody." <laughs> but the thing about him was, he was so stupid that like he would be racist, but then he would say something that just proved how stupid he was, so it was okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's the way you sold. Yeah, that that, that was that was the whole idea. Was all that was the whole idea was writing. Was really, it was yeah, but that was the whole idea. That was, was like, the edgy writing of. Uh, of that day versus now. Like, now, that was the way you conveyed your point. Point, right. And prove that, like, you know, yeah. shit like this is Find stupid. Find me one writer on TV that knows what a double entendre is, and I'll buy you a beer. Because I don't <laughs> yeah. think that any of them now know what the fuck is oh, going on. Oh, now? No, now they're all, like, uh, fucking travel writers, or they wrote for their school paper, and they're, they're 10 years in the job, and those are still They work for TMZ, and all of a sudden they're the anchor for CBS. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was an intern at Vox, and, yeah. <laughs> Now I write for Saturday Night Live. It's like, oh, Jesus. All right. Well. Remember when the guys on Saturday Night Live used to write on Saturday Night Live? That's when it was pretty funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. No, there was a time when when it was. Like, they wrote, they actually wrote that shit. They used to stay up all night writing it, and then, you know, that's how the cocaine got involved in it. After Belushi, yeah. Well, I mean, it was the 80s, and, you know, and all those guys. All came out of like National Lampoon and, and Doug Kenny. Yeah, but even guys. in. So that was another SCTV, thing. So we watched a lot SCTV, of like old SCTV, TV SCTV, shows, just, but then we watched like TV shows that are less old. Obviously, had to watch Christmas Vacation on Christmas, National Lampoon. National Lampoon. Classic man. movie. Love that fucking movie. I, I mean, saw Christmas Vacation. I mean, I, I, I mean, to the point so hard I thought I was going to throw up. Yeah, you know, we all had to make the. <laughs> saw it in the movie. We the all theaters. had to make the I Randy Quaid. <laughs> Reference of Shitter's Full with the Nashville Bomber. Well, it's not too soon. Nobody died, so it's not too soon. That's right. Uh, we, are, we did make that reference like three times yeah, last, I know. last one. I was just saying, just know that I was up there also making that reference, That's, so yeah. I am no better than you thinking. guys. That there Clarkson RV. Yeah. Taking her out of here after she blows up. Don't get too attached <laughs> to her. I'm going to kill myself in an elaborate way. Oh, and be mad at AT&T. Wonder if he sold it on Facebook Marketplace and got the money. He's like, oh, I'll deliver it tomorrow. Yeah. I got to do something. Yeah, now it. everybody's scared of that fucking Winnebago now. Or what? There's not even a Winnebago. It's like a Ford well, RV. Well, let's, let's be honest. An old RV it's all, uh, randomly parked somewhere is creepy yeah, anywhere outside right? of a Walmart parking lot. But even like the, a couple of days later, they had some guy in, some guy in Lebanon sitting in like a like a box uh, truck playing downtown, playing, playing the, downtown. Yeah. Uh, the loud and then he took off, and then, then the Lebanon police chased him, him down and caught yeah. him. So they and, didn't find any explosives. But it was just somebody who wanted to scare the shit out of him. Right right but everybody was I wonder like, what his bond is. I'm sure. Yeah, sure, yeah. it was probably more like, why are you months? a dumbass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of conversations like, why are you a dumbass? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I just you know how not funny this is, right? I just wanted to scare the fuck out of everybody. I just wanted to make everybody a little more miserable. And... Oh, this is prison? Good job. Like, yeah, you're not going to jail. You're going to real jail. Like, <laughs> like even last night, you know, I watched this guy on, on, on YouTube, and he likes to get all the, like, you know, goes in and has people do live feeds about, like, the, the, the riots and things like that. And apparently in Lexington, there was a suspicious RV sitting by the courthouse. Well, people are in worried Lexington, about... In Lexington, and, 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 right, and right of course, everybody's freaked out, you know. Everybody's freaked out, so they so Lexington shuts down like the whole downtown area last yeah. night to go and check out this fucking RV. Oh yeah, and sure enough, they find the guy who owns it. And he's like, "I just parked it." <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. unfortunate time. Downtown to be is not playing out of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unfortunate time to be traveling the southeast in your uh, yeah, old it, school renovated RV, RV that you just fixed up. Like we're gonna travel all the yeah. places I wanted to go. Ah, oh, fuck! I'm getting arrested. Yeah. Now you gotta hide somewhere. It's just meth. 
There's nothing in there. There's no bombs. It's like, it's don't go to math. the KOA. No, there's true. a lot of them there. The only good thing about COVID right now is there's not a lot of fucking bands out on the road or they'd all be getting arrested. They're just trying to, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. trying to get their instruments in the RV and go to the next gig. Wow. It's all those goddamn copycat murders. It's the reason that all of a sudden uh, mass shootings dried up. Uh, yep. It's the reason that, you know, it's like anytime you get a thing that's perpetuated in the mass media, you always hear about it. Until it becomes not a thing to them, they move on to the next thing, and then it just kind of disappears. Uh, so, you know, yeah, that's that So that's why I like the coronavirus cured mass shootings. That's right. But we have a vaccine now, uh, so we're all good. So, yeah. so all now we can get, get back to mass shootings. We can get back to mass okay. shootings. I was around a girl last night. So we were just in a wall. Right. She's 34 years old, and we were all like, you already had the how did you? She's like, oh, my work made me get it. And I was like, so you're going to grow a third eye? And like all night I was looking at her like when she was talking about... Excuse me. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's so like when are you going to grow a third eye? Like if you turn into a zombie, we're going to shoot you. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. all there is to it. It's not an option. It's we're just shooting you in happen. the head. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, hey, when are you going to get superpowers? And they're like, I just have lymphoma. And you're like, oh, fuck. Wow. <laughs> But apparently, uh, I guess I saw the news that Nancy Pelosi' house's house got vandalized last night. This Antifa went up there and spray painted a bunch yeah, of shit. Yeah, did anyone else bunch of shit? Like finally, they hit the right target. Yeah, they right. I'm like, Thank God. did anyone else <laughs> notice that all the graffiti was neatly on the garage door? Like they made yeah. sure there was no overspray. Spray. Yeah, like they got like some guys out there with some masking tape. Like and paper. she went out there and they're like, <laughs> well, fine, just make it look like whatever. Yeah. But I don't want put any put the pig's of it on head the right here. I don't want any of it on the brick I got, wall. I got it's the old. I got the super jar of Smucker's it's jam from as old Costco. As we'll dump it on. It looks like yeah. blood. You saw the video of the guy taking a shit in her driveway like two yeah, months ago. Yeah, I'm sure that happens That's to her a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's not a good time to be Nancy Pelosi's. Well, neighbor. I mean, dogs poop in <laughs> other people's driveways. As eventually, if you're all about uh, pro- being uh, propelling the homeless and everything like that, living in uh, the area you're living but, in, uh, people are going to take dumps in your driveway. But I guess they asked the, 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 the San Francisco police, like, why they didn't, you know, they, like, why didn't they, you know, why why the patrolling at the notice? And they were like, oh, she's got Capitol Police that comes from D.C. We don't, we don't, we don't need to go up there. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, like, the Secret Service sitting around going. Fuck this bitch. I like how... Hey, hey, hey. How do you think the guy got his shit in here? Here's, here's, here's a couple cans of spray paint. But fuck you, bitch. I like how the district that is our nation's capital that isn't even a state can have police for a politician in the opposite end of In a completely country. different state, yeah. And that, that's yeah. the feds. It's crazy. So that way it doesn't matter how well you take care of your area. You have your own protection. That's right. You have your own things. That's right. You don't, you you don't need the local police. So no, you, you got, you're not responsible for right. the decisions that you make. That's right. You can just do whatever. Yeah. I think that's kind of an inherent issue that we've been dealing with across the board. Good to, be the, good to be the king. They should have to have the same cops everybody else has. They should have to have the same health insurance everybody else has, and we can't even we can go into this for hours. Oh yeah, we could just we could talk all day about just like oh yeah, you know the people we asked to be representative of us, and they're really not representing us at all. Well, (laughs) no, they're just like it's not an easy fight to win because anyone who wants to be in a position like that, where you're in charge of that many people that doesn't understand the consequences of it, kind of has to be a narcissistic asshole, and that's usually a lot of what you get. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of assholes. Yeah, <laughs> ultimate sure power always gets corrupts. done. Look at look Corrupt at what assholes. happened. Like like if we can do a one for one trade, uh, 
I, we can get rid of Pelosi and we'll get rid of McConnell and then we'll, we'll, we'll just then we'll, all just, we'll just go on. Maybe so we'll we don't actually, have to give twenty three million dollars to Pakistan or right. fucking more the fuck Which were just gender issues in Iraq or something. Yeah. I forget what it was. It's, I'm just baffled by you know why why are we putting so much in for foreign aid when you know when we should take care of ourselves first. I think most of America is, feels the same way that there's no reason to. I mean, I read it. I'm like, why is all this fucking foreign aid in this shit? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know? I was like, I, fuck those people. It's like, I know the Smithsonian's got an electric bill to pay. It's yeah, but I don't want you know? to give tens yeah, of millions of dollars to the fucking candy center. I don't want it to close. I just don't want right. I don't feel like that amount of money is necessary. Well, that's what we talked about last week. It's like, hey, guys, we got something for you to read. We're going to vote on it in five hours, and they drop off a fucking bill that's like, if you printed it out, it would be this high off the, fu- yeah. off the damn floor. It's because like, apparently it's okay for that? every politician to slip in what they They're junk. But, <laughs> hey, my buddy owns this company, and he wants right. me to slip this in. But you know I'm they're not going to read it. I mean, come on. Like, you probably got no, that drop in front of me. Every one of them was like, let's drink beer. It's 500 pages, and you got four hours to read it. 5,000 pages. 5,000 pages. You're never it's like literally like this. So you I skim thought, it. You <laughs> so skim you kind it, of, it's like, where, where's the cliff notes? Yeah. <laughs> and the cliff notes, are, that's the five. And it just says sign it. Cliff notes. Yeah. <laughs> just says sign it, vote yes. But no, it's, uh, it, and you can't afford to give people, because uh, even even throughout this whole thing, uh, even if we got two grand, $3,200 for shutting down the entire economy, it's not, uh, it not worth it. Thank you no. so much for jerking us off. <laughs> well, as soon as Trump gets out of office, you see the Republican Party going back to being spineless. That's right. I, I thought to, to myself, I was, like, I was like, now I know how a hooker feels. <laughs> I was like, here's your money, beat it, bitch. Now you know why I'm a libertarian. Like, fuck here's your you. 600 bucks, now hit the road, yeah, whore. The road. Get rid of the establishment <laughs> shit. That's what it was all about to begin with. Yeah. And we'll just continue down that road. We'll just continue. We got Joe Biden. He's Without burning down businesses and fucking lighting off fireworks and cops. Well, I guess the, 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 I mean, everybody's mad. I guess, I guess they finally, some of the Democratic uh, cities are like part, starting to pipe up about um, the oh. violence in the oh, cities. Oh, they're getting a little they're like, oh, this is like yeah. not good. Dude, you guys You guys suck. are all fucking peace loving this shit like three months ago. Oh, yeah. But now old Wheeler is talking about, I was like, we're going to crack down on Tifa violence because the election's over no, and it's no longer politically convenient. Convenient for us. Meaning George so, Soros isn't cutting Look out, guys. Assholes, so go run it's like once Joe gets in there. It's this. You got to help your friends win. You know? It's like, and don't if worry. If your friends win, then they help you out. And, it's, like, it's like, don't worry, Antifa. Joe's coming in with some unity. It's on the back of a fucking Sherman tank. Going <laughs> <laughs> to get you right, right in with some unity. Yeah. So if you're an Antifa, you should probably like think about like hanging up your fucking black mock. <laughs> they could have elected somebody more leftist. It was just uh, supposed to be another establishment Democrat, right? Because they could have elected all of these farther left people, but they didn't. They, didn't. they got pushed aside, just like Bernie did in the previous election. <laughs> Just like so, they don't. They want to use these people. They want to have Antifa. They want to have these right. far left aggressors. But as soon as they're not politically relevant, right. then they just get. Well, ditched. they don't need them anymore. They don't need them anymore no. because now their candidate, which was Joe Biden right. and Kamala Harris, right, and, and they and, they won the election. Right. Which are the the more moderate people? Which I guess you should see as a good, as a good thing as opposed to the far left candidates but the far but the left people who are, who are kind of in their own bubble should take a right. second and realize that their vote kind of doesn't matter and they just get used 
by these people time and time again. Yeah, it's, it, and it's evident, you know, and I, I, and I said it in the beginning, I'm like Antifa and BLM is just the, the, the radical left's fucking thugs. BLM yeah. was and the thugs, convenient the wing to, to be a doorway into the militant window, which was yep. Antifa was the militant wing, but right. the, they always use, like, the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So you would take something like, you know, Black Lives Matter as a statement, yeah, yes. absolutely. We understand that, you know, that uh, there's definitely uh, problems. But then they, they in, in got the a hold of this movement, <laughs> you know, integrated in the their own I mean, little militant wing. peacefully, not like, let's go burn down a bunch of And it's of the shit. same shit that happened at the end of the Obama era. Yeah. And that how well, these people Ferguson can, can go in. for round yeah. two and see, you know, eight or nine black people that got killed by police, two of which weren't actively attacking the police or had a weapon. Yeah. And I... I would challenge you to, for all but like maybe one, uh, say that those people got killed because they were black. Um, yeah. They, they yeah. even if they got killed well, because guess, of police I guess we're going to get into that yeah, real know? quick. I mean, I guess last night in, in Columbus, Ohio, some some unarmed black man actually got shot in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. And it's like, uh, like yeah. Like you know, like the chief's pissed. Yeah, is it like, pretty, like yeah, like the guy just like was well, sure like the, the, you can hear the lady in the background it's like he was coming over and dropping off Christmas money. Oh, that's fucked up. And like, yeah. why well, they got called to the area because of sp- suspicious person, and I guess this guy was in the garage holding his cell phone, and like the first police officer were there, like yeah, you know, put your hands up, put your hands up. And I guess he was getting ready, and then some guys like he's got a gun, and bang, shot his ass. Damn, he probably had earbuds in. Yeah, yeah soon I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to be but funny then or just, anything. Yeah, I'm not trying to be about funny. You're a black man showing out in your garage, like, just doing some but stuff. Then, but then just show up and they're yelling at you. You might not hear them. And then all of a sudden, you know, bam. You know, that's not yeah. cool. Uh, so, but that, so that would fall under, like, all the bullshit uh, type of training and the right. inability right. to get rid of police. But, then it, but then it comes back, you know, we can go back to Joe Biden. Like Joe it. Biden and the 94 crime bill and creating more police and just basically, you know, giving them inadequate training and then throwing them out on the streets and saying, yeah. okay. Here's your badge. Here's your gun. Go make justice. Yeah, yes, that happened, and then um, and they ain't got no clue about what they're supposed to be doing, and half of them or how the communities are. You know, I mean, laid out or or what's what's going on and what the problems are and what you know. Right, they have no idea. And like a lot of and a lot of times, you know, you get a lot of guys who come out of the military who go into law enforcement like right after the military, and they've seen action, and they're about half that shit fucking crazy. And when when and when the shit breaks out, their first instinct is to shoot. Because <laughs> I know it was mine when I was in the army in fucking a hostile country. It was like, oh, if we get shot at, I'm shooting back. Yeah, you know, or this if I feel a, there's a threat, there may be there may be an action that takes place. This is kind of the way I see it. So what you're what you're saying with like and with Joe Biden was here yeah. with the crime bill and everything like that. That was a that put a, a damper on things, and uh, so did um, with. Uh, uh, when Bush was trying to get more people in, like uh, when he created Homeland Security, and right? Like, Homeland Security. Like, there you go. That. There's another whole so, another organization. Yeah, this whole that... thing kind of <laughs> came to a big head, I think, when uh, when I would talk to people because I've I've known people that were in law enforcement, and the biggest thing is that, and this happened in the military too. I think when yeah. I went in the military, because I went later than you did. When you lower the hiring standards, you allow people in. That shouldn't be in there, and even if you raise right. the standards back up, you already have these people in here, and you have right. no way to get rid of them. Right. So exactly. then, the, like the biggest consequence outside of the fact that they're shitbag people is the fact that 
it pushes the good people out because they don't want to get paid the same and have the same job as these people who aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right. And there's no real way to get rid of them because then you're going to get chastised just like uh, right. anyone else. So then it pushes the people who would actually be good fucking cops out of there, and then you just got these dirtbags roaming yeah, around. running around. So then it, it turns into, like, this self-perpetuating type of thing. So really, that's what it should have been about, is about... Uh, not even just raising the standards, because raising the standards doesn't fix it. Like, give the police an ability to get... Because they don't want to work with shitbag people any more than you, any, any of us has... wants to work with somebody who sucks at their job. So get them... You know, give them a way to get them out of there, and then just fix it and be done with it. You don't need to, you know, overly militarize shit or just get warm bodies in there, and you don't need to defund the fucking thing so that they're completely incapable in their jobs. And, like, why don't you take an adult position and realize that, yes, we do need a police department, and, yes, there is improvements to be made on it, and, yes, we can do that without uh, ma making a convenient short-term statement of, of uh, blowing up the system or the other side of ignoring it completely. Like, there's, there's no... There's no reason to do one or ten. Like, no, they're just ignoring the obvious problems and not yeah. fixing what needs to be Everybody fixed. Everybody ignores the elephant in the room. Exactly. So... And, and I'm not surprised that, that it's, it's going to keep happening. And then people aren't going to really say anything about it. And then everybody's going to kind of go back into their own little bubbles until the next election or midterm or whatever comes up. And then it's going to start being a problem. And it's going to be a problem for that well, year. Well, some of it's been going on for decades. Like, I know I, no, had friends, yeah. I had friends of mine when I lived in New York that lived up in Harlem because we were all in the film crew. And it was, oh, you know, yeah. get an apartment up there cheap, but it sure as hell wasn't safe. And, you know, oh, man, yeah. And they would tell me, and this was about 97, they'd be like, yeah, the cops won't even patrol on foot at night. And they don't Shit. even really drive through here either because That's there's so, so much crime going on that they just don't want to get involved How in it. How fucked up because, is that? Because what can the they cops do? don't show up. Because there's too much crime. <laughs> like, yeah, well, they couldn't do anything about it. They were so. No, I know. I understand so that. Like, I'm not like so saying it's that. Like, that's I'm not supposed paid, to be a thing. You know, I'm it's just like how fucked up is that? I'm not going to go walk the beat down 125th Street and get shot. And I don't blame I'm, them for it, but just yeah. like how fucked up is that? No, no, that, I agree that's with like, you. I agree with you. And that should have been changed 20, 20 years ago, 23 years ago. Uh huh. So maybe someday people will wake up and realize that uh, I mean, most people a, don't want war in the streets by a vast majority. If a community where the cops won't even come out at night because they're scared of what's going on, then you oh, probably yeah. need to get control of the community somehow. You know. Well, it's like um, it's like as much as I want to get shitty cops out, if you can if you continue to defund them and you know let them get fireworks thrown in their face. Uh, right. For doing their job. For doing their job. Yeah. They're, they're maybe not, they're not going to want to do those jobs anymore. Yeah. Maybe it's not worth it because our local and state politicians aren't defending them. Right. Exactly. You know, and that's I, not even – I'm not even a, like an authoritative person. I think the, the police should have a hard limit put on what they're able to do, and I think there should be high, high standards and high qualifications. It shouldn't just be anybody right. and everybody running around out there, but that doesn't mean – get rid of a system because you don't like the current result of it right exactly right like i said uh, we know with with the with the crime bills and all that shit and just and again the patriarch and you know and just creating all this you know you know shake and bake fucking police departments pretty much yeah. <laughs> you know, pretty much and you get these shit. guys out there and, and send make. them out there with you know here's your gun here's your badge 
again, like I said, go make some justice for us. Yeah, and then you can't get rid of it. Just like if you ruin education for a, a group, a generation of children, you can't just fix it and expect that previous generation to get better. Right. You just exactly. have to fix it and then stick with it until the shitty one that you created goes away. And nobody wants to do long-term shit. Everybody wants to do short-term shit. Right, everybody wants to fix it now. Yeah. We're in the world of now. Or oh, just say they fix fixed it. it now and then dust their hands off like it's yeah. already done. It's done. And forget about it. Yep. But, uh, yeah, you know, I thought we would, uh, well, I thought we would talk no. about, you know, maybe a little year in review real quick. We're, like, in the last ten minutes of this podcast. Yeah. Or we could save it for a, a supplement. But, um, yeah, it was 2020 was a crazy a year for all year of us. Well, ozone from Electric Boogaloo died. <laughs> oh, well, fuck. it's, it's just fucking ugly. <laughs> electric Boogaloo. Well, I don't know. I just thought I'd bring that up. Because <laughs> well, I mean, there's <laughs> a 100 degree departure from what we were just talking about, and there's a lot more important shit that happened in 2020, but, you know, I thought that might be... A- um, yeah, I mean, it was a crazy year for all of us. I'm sure some of us have, you know, had better years than most, but... Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I for me, I, I tell I told people about 2020. I was like, I was like 2019. I was kind of fucked up, you know. I had a really good, you know, my best friend in the world, you know, Hell yeah, you know, did himself in it, and I was fucked up from like April till like January of 2020. Yeah, it's like, and then I kind of got out of it. I'm like, man, I feel great. <laughs> Welcome to it. Yeah. And then it's like, what the fuck? Welcome to all the other shit. But I've been in, you know, people are like, oh, but your podcast, you sound angry and mad. I'm like, you know, I'm like, well, I was like, it's not, I'm not really angry or mad. I'm just kind of voicing the opinion. And I was like, and politics amuses me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's always been an interest there. And, uh, and just with politics in general, and you know, a little bit of like campaigning and stuff. And I'm always like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I grew up like, mostly towards the left and then things kind of changed and i don't really feel like i changed that much and things kind of were changing around me even though like with that i did change you know a little bit I, with that I as did well change, you know? but you know regardless of that fact it, it it shifted to a point that was not that was not continuous that was not something that was actually progressive right um so that's when i kind of stood where i was staying and said hey uh no this isn't right and here yeah. we are and, I, and I've said it too. I was like, I'm probably more conservative than I've ever been in my life right now. I've always it's been always pretty big open. On guns. Still and, <laughs> but I'm still very much, I mean, as conservative as most people may think I am, I'm still pretty middle of the road. And, you know, I really, I don't, I, I, I know what, if there's one thing, like, it's like, this was my, like, my last ditch effort with, you know, American politics and government was like, okay, here we go. And then we got screwed. And, well, and I, I thought to myself, well, okay, yeah. I, I just back to being mad at the fucking government and hating it. No, in I know general. I was. Uh, <laughs> you know? And praying for the best <laughs> every day. From, uh, from left leaning libertarian to right leaning libertarian. So that's. Yeah. And I don't really think any of my major stances have changed because they're, they're something that I've determined outside of the political spectrum. Right. Some things that I've determined right. about myself and the way I grew up and stuff around me that, you know, that I have made. So, But I, I have made that shift apparently. Because right. uh, the best I can do with somebody in conversation is being like, "Well, you can listen to you." Yeah, but, I keep telling it, and it's still to this day. I still. But yeah, but you listen to you are, watch headlines of news, and that's like you well, determine well this, the whole. You got to write the rest of the script out in your head. You can't just right. let it play out in right. a conversation. Don't. You have to have it already written out in your head, and then twist reality. Uh, on top of that, to get well, the result you want. Well, the best thing to do is not to believe the twenty-four hour news cycle. 
because yeah. they're only looking for That's crisis. The they're, yeah. they're, they're only looking for crisis and fucking. Yeah, know, they don't. They forget about this dying industry. Yeah. That's vying for attention. Uh, I mean, we can talk about you know there was you know back in the day, Don Henley released a great song called "Dirty Laundry." Yeah. And that is very, yeah. still very true today. It's like, you know, one of the lines I always remember says, the bubble-headed bleach blonde comes on at five, and she can tell you about the plane crash with a <laughs> gleam in her eye. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. But that was the whole, wasn't that the whole <laughs> punk movement, is that everybody was sick of the establishment bullshit? Right. Like, uh, you know. We, spreading the disease by Queen's like, pretty relevant right now. <laughs> that song, the lyrics of that oh, song, gosh. very relevant. Yeah, me and Dave right. had a pretty intense conversation about Queen's right the, after the podcast last no, week. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you ever get a chance to listen to Queen's right, you should. It's great. They're a great band. Rage for Order, Mind Crimes. And then later on with the new guy, because Jeff Tate went nuts. He married a stripper. That's what happens when you marry a stripper. Yeah, uh, and no then marry strippers. And then you want the stripper manage your band. I mean, to all the young men out the there who think strippers are great, no, they're there just for In fun. The sack. They're not, there for fun only. They don't marry them. <laughs> <laughs> they have problems. <laughs> they will clean out your bank account. <laughs> <laughs> And then leave. And then leave. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's, there's a little, little tip, little pro tip from the old guys here in the world. Don't yeah. date strippers. I'm going to agree with that. I feel the need to be a contrarian. I'll say there's probably a good 15% of them that would make legitimate relationships. Like, do you really want to bank 15% yeah. on uh, 18 years of paying out? Cost your whole paycheck. <laughs> You're taking a big risk there, buddy. It's like remember, they work for dollars. Yeah. <laughs> One dollar. That's the best I can do. I thought no, I acknowledge. One of my friend's moms got arrested in New Orleans for inciting a stripper riot. Oh, inciting a that's, stripper riot. I want to put that like on letterhead and I want to mount that like on the wall. Was, she had she had my friend when she was young and like she got divorced and. She's been watching MTV Cribs, and she went down As to you New do. Orleans, yep. and she's still a pretty hot number, and was hanging out with a bunch of high rollers, and she was like, <laughs> make it rain. So they made it rain, and then all the strippers came out on the stage and started fighting for the money. <laughs> and, it all went to hell. and she got arrested for inciting a stripper wad or ride, and she has, she has the ticket framed on her wall. Oh, man, that would too. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know that was a thing. Specific, I didn't even thing. know if that was a thing, like stripper riots. Your Honor, this was not just a riot. Go on. This was a stripper riot. This <laughs> is not any Go order. on. There was there was naked boobs everywhere. You have to consider that we this sold is new, tickets. This is New Orleans. I mean, like that's, I saw that's a normal fans. day. <laughs> it's like what's going on over at O'Malley's? Stripper riot. Shit. <laughs> that seems like some shit out of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. And that's when she incited your honor a stripper riot. And that's when the music comes on, Patty's incites a stripper riot. <laughs> no, if I knew any of the guys that were writers on that, I would suggest that idea to them. But they'd have to. I mean, it's see, yeah, give it time. That would, that would actually. Fall They've been right a lot of places. That would give actually it time. fall right into their right into their whole <laughs> repertoire. Uh, I watched a lot of that uh, show too, because yeah. uh, I was you know, no service in that area, so I was like, but I can get Hulu. Like, what's the one Hulu. show I want to watch? I'm like, there you go. <laughs> My dad had never really seen any watch, like, the first two seasons. I was like, oh, you're in for some shit. The show is fucking genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess we're getting down to the last two minutes of this podcast. 
Welcome back, Jason. Dave, thanks for joining us Thank again. You, yeah. Thank you, guys. It's always fun. We may go and do maybe a, a segment after this. Yeah, we didn't do the actual year in review. It was well, mostly actually, just actually, like a weekend review because yeah. I was fucking gone. And yeah, then, like, you guys were here. We were, supposed, we were supposed to be here. And he yeah, that's right. We were supposed to be at the Irish Bunker. We can't invade yeah, the Irish Bunker today. But the Irish Bunker got COVID, I guess. It was something. He boarded it up this weekend. He boarded it up and said, and put out, you know, Claymore's. Spilled bacon grease all over his apartment. Spilled spill bacon <laughs> grease or did something. So I bet that's right. We're going to bust you out a little bit there, uh, Patrick. So we're going to force you to do this, and you're going to do it. That's all right. Live. That's our signal right there. We'll get in the bunker. We'll have a good time. Everybody It'll be a have fun a fun one. Yeah, everybody I have promise. a great rest of the week. Peace. <laughs>